The Last Word with Matt Cooper. There is a suggestion that we could run out of accommodation to offer to international protection applicants later this week due to a shortage of beds. Uh, this is what the Cabinet was told by the Integration Minister, Roderick O'Gorman. We have two guests with us because Marion Harkin, the independent TD for Sligo Leitrim, is going to tell us about what has happened in Leitrim in recent days. But first, John Lannan is Chief Executive of Doris, which helps people coming here seeking international protection. What do you make of this development? Um. It's quite worrying um, at any time that we'll be talking about international protection applicants being left on the streets homeless. It's particularly worrying as we face into the cold temperatures that we've just heard are, are coming now as we face into winter. Um, many of the people who arrive are vulnerable. They're already traumatised by their experiences, not even able to speak English in many cases and shouldn't be expected to survive on the streets. But right now, I would worry very much for the safety of asylum seekers sleeping on the streets or with nowhere to go to get off the streets. We saw what happened last May with the burning of tents in Sandwich Street and the evidence from last week is that there are people organising violent gangs of people who seem intent on um, targeting um, people who are non-Irish nationals and, and that's really worrying. We know from our work that refugees and migrants are more worried now than they've ever been about racism and about being attacked. So what can we do to sort that situation out if, as the Minister says, we don't have beds available? So the the government has a responsibility under the Reception Conditions Directive to meet the basic needs of asylum seekers. I hope they'll do that. There is a repeating pattern here. The Department of Children and Integration have been at or close to capacity for most of the last year. It should be clear to government now that more state-provided accommodation must be provided. Capital funding needs to be made available to do that. But the Department of Children and Integration shouldn't have to deal with this alone. Other departments, and in particular the Department of Housing, need to play their part. Local authorities also need to be brought on stream as well and to be doing their part. It's also important to point out right now that the difficulties that the department are having in finding accommodation to ensure that people are not left homeless on the streets are linked to a large degree to the people who are picketing and blocking access to new or proposed centres around the country. That's a large part of the reason now that why people might be on the streets homeless at grave risk. So we have people denying international protection applicants a bed to sleep in as I said, all around the country, people in those protests trying to stop accommodation centres from opening need to reflect on that and need to reflect on the dangers they're putting people in. Sorry, John, just to clarify that, so is it your belief is that actually there are enough beds available? The problem is that the state can't open some of them up because of objections by local residents are the potential for such objections. Yes, I don't have figures to hand in terms of the bed capacity that is available, um, but I do know that there are centres, there are beds all around the country and there are groups, there are people blocking roads, they're organising protests, they're stopping the use of those beds. Um, and, and it's often claimed that this is because of inadequate services, that that's the problem. But if the inadequate services is the problem, then stopping asylum seekers from living in a town or village is not going to solve that. 
local people need to be looking to their politicians to get improved services, not trying to veto the arrival of new people into their community. Communities don't get to decide who lives in their midst, but it is fair enough for them to expect that their elected representatives would advocate on their behalf when it comes to things like GP cover, school places and so on. Let's bring in Marion Harkin, independent TD for Sligo Leitrim, because you raised in the Dáil yesterday an issue in your own constituency from last Friday night in Drama Hair. Tell us what happened, please, Marion. Well, first of all, I want to say, Matt, I wasn't there, so I'm relying on reports, but from people who were there. And the background is that um, the Abbey Manor Hotel in Drama Hair, it was announced that they would be hosting refugees. 155, a letter came from the department, say 155, um, I think 134 families and 21 uh, single males. Now, a group was formed and um, I attended a meeting along with Deputy Martin Kenny and we said we would get on to the minister to speak about what John spoke about there, the fact that uh, the infrastructure is not there. We have no community centre. This is a small village. We have no community centre. We have the... Um, the local school has an emergency application in for two classrooms. As of now, we have the medical centre chock a block. And people were concerned and about that because they all live in the village and they knew that, that more people coming would put pressure. But um, they nothing back from the department. And then last week, rumours started to fly. Tensions were high. And on Friday night... Uh, a number of people, it is believed, were on local roads. Uh, but again, there's talk of it. And I did speak to the Gardaí. And uh, what the Gardaí told me was that as of now, they have not received evidence to substantiate an assertion that roadblocks were put in place. That's yeah, that's up to three said. illegal checkpoints was the rumour going around. But that has not been substantiated. Well, as of now, uh, but I presume this is ongoing, but that is what the situation is. So on Sunday, the concerned residents met with uh, three TDs and local councillors. They told us that they called the Gardaí on Friday night because they were concerned about what was happening or not the potential for what might happen. It didn't happen because despite the rumours of buses coming, there were no buses. But... Subsequently, two Gardaí arrived, took a bit of time um, because I think they were covering all of North Leitrim and, you know, everything calmed down. So after that, we arranged a meeting again, the three TDs, with officials from the minister's department uh, yesterday evening. And local people uh, put their, um, their issues to them. But one thing I want to make very clear here it was said to us in the clearest possible terms that they are not against refugees coming to the Abbey Manor Hotel. They are saying that they will be the first in line to welcome families and integrate them as best they can. But they, they do say they want to see families. This hotel, our former hotel, is in the middle of the town and they will they will work with the authorities. And that's that's really what they want to do. And, you know, John is saying that, um, like, we, we have space, but all I, and that, I'm not disputing that, maybe in some places, but all I can tell you is that last March, 
82% of Bordswatcha approved accommodation in County Leitrim was being used for asylum seekers. And uh, that, that tells you that there are already quite a number. And these, the, the, the community are willing uh, to welcome families and work with them. And I think as TDs, that's what we're trying to do, um, to, to just make sure the tension levels come back down and that people feel that they are being listened to and that we can find some way out of this as a community. Marion, this group concerned residents of Drama here, is this sort of a self-appointed group? Because you wonder about that, should that not be done, representations be made to the state by elected representatives, be it either local or national level, that it should be worked through you rather than people setting up their own groups which may or may not be representative of the people of the area? Indeed, it is a self-appointed group. They, there's a number of parents, a number of people on the board of management, I think, business people. Um, I'm not saying it represents everybody, no, no group could, but the, the way that the, the minister does the um, consultation, shall we say, is that um, there, there were no public reps at that uh, meeting between uh, the, the minister's team and the local people. And yes, there, there are others, but, you know, we, we are asked to come to meetings and we try to manage and deal with situations. I think that's, that's part of our job. And okay. Just stay there, Marion. Uh, John, I want to go back to you, John Lannan of Doris, because there is a report from the Eructus Committee on Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, which says issues such as the housing crisis have been a key catalyst for anti-immigrant sentiment in Ireland because it has created the impression that resources are scarce and that people have to compete for services. It's also called for the state to investigate the availability of services in towns and villages before new direct provision centres are set up there. And those new direct provision centres presumably are hotels that are taken over and that these should be spread more evenly across the country. We also have the Minister Simon Coveney saying that Putting asylum seekers in short-term accommodations such as hotels in inner-city areas where there is tension and concern is an issue. So, how do we deal with all of that? And how do we deal with it quickly if there's an immediate need to put roofs over people's heads? Well, there's certainly a need for more accommodation right across the board here in Ireland. We know that we've got over 12,000 Irish people homeless as well as the people that are at risk of being on the streets when they come here seeking protection. But we also have to remember that international protection applicants need access to services and supports. They need access to medical care. They need access to employment. They need access to all of the other things that all the rest of us need. So putting them in remote locations where they don't have access to those services is really problematic and that impacts on their ability to to um, integrate and just to, to get on with their lives. Um, but, you know, we've, we've, we've all got a responsibility in this. The government needs to provide more accommodation for sure. And any suggestions from them that put limits on the number of people arriving here is the way to go isn't helpful because, first of all, it ignores our legal obligations. Secondly, it fails to address the real problem, which would still remain, which is that accommodation problem. So the budgets need to be released to build that 
um, accommodation to yeah, ensure... But, but how quickly can it be built, John? In place. Well, look, we've just heard of close to 200 beds that are available in Drumahair if this group of that call themselves concerned citizens stopped doing what they're doing and blocking their use. So there is capacity in the short term. There's also time to get working if the budgets were released on other solutions like modulars, like um, bringing um, other buildings that can be refurbished into use. Look, there, there are a number of tracks here. There's the immediate short-term problem. There's the mid-to-long-term problem as well, which needs a coherent, well-thought-out strategy from government to ensure that we can address the needs of Irish people, of beneficiaries of temporary protection from Ukraine and of international protection applicants coming from other parts of the world. Okay, just to finish with you, Marion Harkin, as an independent CD for Sligo Leitrim, can you quickly give me a solution to this problem which doesn't involve putting a limit on the amount of people coming into the country? Well, the first thing I have to say is that uh, John is absolutely incorrect when he said that this could be solved if people would stop. Uh, For a start, he mustn't have been listening to what I said. The group certainly that we spoke to on Sunday said they will be first in line to welcome families. But it is a small village and they, they are happy enough to have families, but they have said that they don't want to see single males. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Let me finish what I'm saying, John. I didn't interrupt you. But they, they are not trying to stop these people coming. And if you were a public rep, you would know you work with communities. You try and t- to manage things. You don't split people. And that's a real risk of what's happening here. And I think that's what all of the TDs are trying to do. And I'll say one other thing, John. There, this plan seems that there are families and single males in one building. We have a document called Children First, and the rules and regulations and protocols in that apply to asylum seekers as well as everywhere else. Are we sure that's going to happen there? You know, there are a lot of issues here, but the the important thing is dial down the tension, listen, engage with communities as best we can, and try and find solutions that people can live with, okay. not just today, but tomorrow and the week after and the month after. Marion Harkin, Independent TD for Sligo Leitrim, John Lannan, Chief Executive of Doris, thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper, weekdays from 4.30. Today.